This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. They would um, post the grades <laughs> at the bulletin, like outside the certain building, designated yeah. buildings. And I just remember like <laughs> looking for my name and I would like, I'd be looking and then I would see the F and I would just start crying. <laughs> In yeah. five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We have a very special guest. It's actually a guest that you guys have been asking for. Really? No shit. That's what's up. Yeah. Thank Stevie you. motherfucking Weeby. You Thank know, you. you know it's good to be here. Bro, when you uh, texted me, I put your name as your actual name, Steve Lee. Yeah. And when it popped up, I was like, yo, who the fuck is this? <laughs> Thanks. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Asking me for a favor. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, wait. It's Stevie. <laughs> I was like, this is oh, different. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's way different. Well, because I know you. Okay. It's Steve <laughs> is different than a Stevie. Well, I know another Steve Lee. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck, Steve Lee, you fucking shipsecky? Like, don't oh, hit that, me up. that would be like Pete, but his, the real alias is Pee Wee. <laughs> oh, it's Pee Wee. I thought it was like some random Steve Lee from my church from like yeah. back in the oh, day. Oh, back in the and day. I'm like, I only know like a couple of Steve Lees. And I I'm asked like, him for editing work or something. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, it's because like, you know, people come out of the woodwork sometimes. Like, Oh, do they do that to you now? Bro. Because you're, you're successful. Come on, man. You're successful. You're doing your thing, man. Well, let me tell you. Like, so I had a dude that hit me up. I hadn't talked to this guy in fucking years, right? And the last time I talked to him, yeah. I almost whooped his ass. Like, well, what did he do? It was so it was at a. <laughs> hey, I was I was wondering if you want to do a business venture. Yeah. Um, you know, I just need eight hundred thousand dollars. I got a donut shop. Yeah. I wanted to do right there on the corner. It's a Cambodian donut <laughs> shop. So he hit me up and he's like, "Hey, bro, how have you been?" I didn't know who the fuck it was. Yeah. And I text him back. I'm like, "Question, question mark. Who the fuck is this?" Right. He was like, uh, "Oh, it's me." Blah blah blah. I'm not going to say his name. From, from, junior, from junior high school. <laughs> and he's like, "Yo, bro, like I live in Seattle now, and I'm actually getting married." And I business heard that. Venture. I, it has business venture written a, all over it, it's dude. It's not even a business venture. He was, business venture. He was asking me to marry him, him and his wife. Wow. Because he found out that I was an ordained minister and I and I married a couple of my friends. All right. That's kind of out of the blue. I wasn't expecting that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's way out of left from left field. Number one, I don't even fucking like weddings. Like number two. <laughs> yeah. Who, who like, likes weddings? And I messaged him back. I'm like, bro. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, you said you start, That's why I've always admired you. You, you. you know, you cut to the chase. I don't got time for this. Plus, yeah, you do, I, I, yeah. I don't give a fuck about him. Yeah, so. yeah, but you said who the fuck are you? Yeah, I was like, dog. I haven't. I was like, I haven't talked to you in years. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, the last time we talked, I almost beat your ass. What really? the fuck are you talking about right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Right? 
he was like, oh man, like that's no disrespect. And I was like, no disrespect, dude. I don't even know who the, f- like, it's been so long. I don't even have your number in my phone. It's like, you, like he's expecting you to be the priest <laughs> of the fucking wedding. It's like, yeah, he wants um, me to marry him and his wife, his to be, well, his wife now. I don't, I've never even met her. Wow. You know what I mean? I haven't talked to but him according in years. to him, you guys have history, you and the wife. Yeah, like, like we're yeah. tight because we went to the same church. You're in fifth grade? Yeah. <laughs> Some weird shit. So when I saw you, I was like, who the fuck is Steve <laughs> right, Lee? Well, you, oh, uh, when did you, when did you, when did it register? Oh, it's, it's Steve. Well, I, Steve. When, I, when I read it, I was like, Steve, I was like, hmm. I had to sit there for, for a little bit. And then you said, <laughs> then you I said, I, you had the I, footage. I read it again and said album. I'm like, oh, this is Stevie. <laughs> Okay. Like, album. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. it makes sense. But you have, but you have an album coming out. Yeah. Oh, you you went right to you went right to what, like I thought we could do this at the end. No, 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 no. I want to talk, talk about I want to talk about the peacocks in your neighborhood. <laughs> we'll get to that the too. Fucking but peacocks everywhere. I only found out that you uh, rapped not too long ago, and I actually found out through Dumb. Yeah, I fucking you know like again like you know i'm not from la or anything but i i i did i've always been a fan of the the culture you know the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. art and i've always looked at it as you know f- uh, art form you know similar to like the way fucking painters do their shit you know and i've always and, and like like my kind of um knowledge came from like just watching yo mtv raps yeah at first yeah. you know every day at 4 30 and then you know dr dre and lover you'd be like ah, you know <laughs> and then and then the, it's not like it wasn't even your traditional like rap groups it was the the things that caught my eye were like the weird groups mm. like what what's Dell, like who's Dell? Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is really tight, you know. Or who's the Boogie Monsters? Or who's the mm. Far Side, you know? Or Cypress Hill? Okay, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, probably yeah. a better example. And then I was obsessed with them. And then like through years, I mean, it was it's been a definite progression where I'm a fan first. I'm mm-hmm. a fan. I just I love the '90s shit, you know. And then but then when I m- went to ASU. It was first when I saw the far side. I saw the far side like in high school. My homie had a Suzuki Samurai. It was maybe even a, a school night. He goes, hey, there's this group performing at the distillery in Escondido. I'm like, who? And I remember walking to that club. It was a little dinky club. I'm like, what farce? What is this? That's and crazy. I just remember seeing the stickers. It was like the with the dog with the fire hydrant, you know, the black and yellow sticker. It's like the traditional far side sticker. And then I remember this kid walking by before the show started like far side in the house or said something like oh this they have a fan base i knew that yeah i didn't say fan base back then i don't think people said shit like that (laughs) oh they have a fan base but in my mind i'm like oh well people know about these guys but they had those fan clubs like back in they would they would uh they would connect online and they would do meetups and shit yeah, this was like ninety one. Like, like this is before like they even dropped Bizarre Ride to the far side. Okay, okay. So it was like they've just got either just got signed or about to get something before they even released their album. Damn, you were like at the inception of Farside. Yeah, the that's inception, fucking, that's the crazy. inception where, and boy, let me tell you, that performance really rocked my world. Like. I mean, they were wearing vans, like Caballero, you know, they're doing sit-ups on stage. Yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. like, it was like so bizarre. Like it was bizarre, but really impressive. Like Fat Lip had a shirt off. They're, fu- you know, doing weird fucking pop locking moves yeah. and routines. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I love this shit. And so that's part of my rearing where I like just experiencing that. I went to a concert in, um, 89. It was the Sugar Cubes, 
Public Image Limited, but then De La Soul. Oh, shit. De La Soul was also on the roster of this festival or yeah. concert. I was in eighth grade. So I'm like, oh. And that's when I fell in love with them and I bought Three Feet High and Rising. So I'm just giving you kind of like a history yeah, of like yeah, how yeah, I discovered yeah. it. And like, you know, shocking enough, my brother was always like a punk rock or indie rock dude. You know, he had Bob Marley posters around. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is the weird thing, right? Because you and your brother's taste in music is way different. Way different. No, no, but but people don't realize it's way different. But I learned because I used to, um, have you seen the movie Mid-90s? No. Oh, it's a, it's a, yeah, it pays homage to like 90s skateboarding, okay. but there's a scene where they have the same dynamic, older brother, young brother, older brother would leave and then the young brother would go into his room and like go through his CD collection. Mm. Like I did that with my, with Bob, like he wouldn't be home and I would sneak in his room yeah, yeah, and I yeah, would go yeah. through his record collection. Dude, he would have like, I learned about Echo and the Bunnymen and like Black Flag to Bob Marley to Depeche Mode to like The Cure and stuff like that. I feel like, like your that. brother like listens to white boy depression music. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like the well, shit that he likes. According to him, it's math rock. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I know. What the fuck I, know about? I know. So it's like he he schooled me one one day. He's like, I go, what is this? It's math rock, dude. <laughs> No, it's not that. It's fucking. It's math rock, dude. Math rock. It's like what? So math rock. I guess it's indie rock, kind of like punk rock, but it's it's technical. I've no, never this, heard is this, math, this is the math. This is where the math terminology comes yeah. into play. It's technical. So the chord progressions are math. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like really intricate. Does pattern. he play instruments? You know, <laughs> dude, believe it or not, I don't know if he's going to get mad at this, but he was in a, like a hippie band. Like, Get the fuck out of <laughs> yeah. here. So really? You, you, know, you want to, it was, the name of the band was called Laxton Superb. And, <laughs> Yo. and, and then if you look that up, it, it's, it's named after an apple. <laughs> so <laughs> Man, there's footage out on the internet of them performing. Really? Yeah, dude. He's got long James Eha hair, dude, and he's like waving it around, like, Get dude, the it's fuck the out of here. dude. I'm not, I'm not lying at all. It's out there. The evidence is out there, dude. So he was okay. So you said, dude. So he had this keyboard. <laughs> Juno keyboard that he begged my mom. Juno keyboard. Like Juno. He begged my mom. He begged my mom to buy it for him. And so uh, he was working at some coffee shop in La Jolla, and he got swindled for it. What are you doing? Hold on. Hold on. hold on a second. Yo, hold on a second. Yo, how the fuck? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> panicking. And this guy approached him like he's a record producer no, no, no or something way. or something. Okay. And he said, here, here, you can borrow my keyboard. And dude, it was like a $2,000 keyboard. Yeah, dude. So, Yo. dude, I'm telling you, my brother's got piano skills galore. Really? Yeah, dude. He could play. But he was, dude. I don't know. He I like might how just make me edit that out. At a coffee shop, just comes up to him. No, it wasn't a random. It was some guy he knew, but okay. this guy was like a talker. 
Okay. He probably frequented like the coffee shop like a lot. Let me see your keyboard. No, and he just no, runs no, out no, the no, door. no. It wasn't like that. Okay. It was more like on like kind of like staking it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grooming him per se. <laughs> if I if I lost a two thousand dollar keyboard that my parents got me at the time, I would have been dead. Oh yeah. I think my parents would have beat the fucking blood oh, out of my veins. Yeah. Um. You know, this is going back to even, like, growing up in a Korean household. Yeah. Like, I remember one night, dude, like, he had just gotten out of rehab or relapsed on what whatever. And, uh, you know, you know Korean fathers. Yeah. Know, they're, like, hella temperamental. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly abusive, <laughs> to, to yeah. say the least. Oh, yeah. Highly abusive. Yeah. In hindsight, you know, I had to talk uh, to my therapist about all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trying to go through it and just I mean, try just to, to work through these things well because we're both korean too and we kind of just accept it as fact and we don't really think about you know yeah. the, the future repercussions that we has well, on we didn't realize adult. oh well white white people don't do that. <laughs> it's, it's not like this at the olivers <laughs> it's it's different there i can yeah. i see his dad hugging him yeah i love you son they have a positive <laughs> affirmation not our dads yeah but so anyway it was at, at nighttime and we had like a long hallway this is our house in power a long hallway and like our bedrooms are on the hallway. Hit the master bedroom there. My Oma and Appa's were at the end. Yeah. And then I hear a commotion in the hallway. Like, not commotion, but like, boom. boom like, and I fucking, I just squeaked open my door. Uh-huh. They were doing Jet Li, Jackie Chan versus Jet Li. Like, Kung Fu. Oh, they fu- were fighting like each other. Kung Fu fight. Get the fuck no, out of here. No, no, like, he, my dad was doing high... Mao Tai knee, you know, like yeah. Sagat, Sagat yeah. knee. Dude, I just picture your dad as like, Sagat. I've been awaiting for 20 years <laughs> yeah. to kick you ass. Yeah. And so, but the one thing that stood out is, damn, Bob fought back. He was damn. doing, he was doing like, you know, he's trying to get double leg takedowns yeah. and he was like backing him up. Mm-hmm. It was like a back and forth mutual, like aggressive exchange between father and son. Wow. And so I, you can only imagine me like just peeping this out, like just mm-hmm. through a crack of my, in my, my door. Yeah. So I'm sorry, dude. He's gonna be so mad. At no, I've had, it's crazy too, because like, there's a moment where you you kind of realize that you know you could probably hold size off, up your dad. Size up your dad. Well, my dad's like five foot four. I'm six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. six one. I'm sorry. Yeah. It sounds just about right. Yeah. That sounds perfectly correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm laughing, but I'm like, wait a minute, that's normal. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a lot bigger than my yeah. dad, right? And so, like, even for me too, but, you know, I think because they beat your ass so much when you're younger, you can't, to get that psychological switch of, I could stop you if I want to, yeah. it takes a bit of time. Oh, you, yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Because I was bigger than him, bigger than him when I was in the eighth grade. Right, 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 right. But you know, for him, like I remember, I remember when I went to college and people was like, they would talk about their parents and be like, "Oh, remember back in the day when you used to get spanked?" I'm like, "Even back in the day, my dad beat my ass yesterday." <laughs> the fuck well, you talking not just about? Spanking, they use weapons and oh, shit yeah, too, like sure. belts and shit. I told the story on the podcast before where, when I was a kid uh, in elementary school, I specifically remember the shit because I was a class clown. I used to make jokes, a right, lot, right, right. <clears throat> but if you're a class clown, you obviously get in trouble. And it was, this, I remember the specific joke that I made. It was in fourth grade. 
Oh, back then, elementary school. Elementary school. Oh shit! And so I made this stupid little joke where the teacher was doing an exercise where she wanted to use visualization, (laughs) and she was like, "I was like, I can't do it because I don't have a camera in my head, so I can't take a picture." Yeah. So you know that made the kids laugh, and she goes, "I'm calling your parents." And I went, "Fuck!" Oh (laughs) yeah. Because she, she doesn't know what happens when you call my parents. No, it's it's not like they come over and I get reprimanded, you know, with a slap on the wrist. No, I'm about to get my ass beat. This is a different... They don't realize you're dealing with a whole different planet of, exactly. like, consequences. She doesn't this know. This is a different thing. And so my dad comes over and then she starts explaining how I'm disruptive in class. I make a lot of jokes. And my dad is just kind of smiling nicely. You shame, you shame the family. <laughs> And then in my ear, he's whispering to me in oh, Korean. See what like, happens when you cut at home. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm crying. So translation, when you get home, you're dead. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> you just said that. Yeah. And so I'm crying, but the teacher doesn't know. She's like, your father's very pleasant. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. You don't know what the fuck he's saying to me right now. Yeah. So I we get home. And, you know, my dad is just speeding on the way back home because he's fucking pissed. Right. He always drives like a thousand miles per hour when he's mad. We get home. He goes. The ones that took like get going first. <laughs> you go in first, right? So I open the door, right? And it's, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, I just had a visual, dude. This is PTSD. Yeah. Oh please, so please. So I, I go inside, right? And it's just dead quiet. Yeah. And he tells me to go into the living room. Oh yeah. And then it's just dead quiet. I turn around. No I fucking turn around, and a fucking office chair is flying at my head. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That <laughs> sounds right. Bow. Hits yeah. me in the head, and then my dad starts like WWE stomping me on oh, the floor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I got one for you. I got another one for yeah. you. So I'm in a fifth, sixth grade. I have the new Casio first ever sampling keyboard. Okay. Where you could press a button and go, hey, and then the lower actives, hey, 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 hey. Mm-hmm. You know, the Freddy Krueger yeah, yeah, keyboard. Yeah. It's me and my white friend, David Oliver, laying, you know, he's on the bed. We're fucking around with it. It was, my dad was taking a nap. Oh, shit. He was taking a nap. Mm-hmm. He's got like three clothing store, but he's tired. Mm-hmm. Dude, he fucking bum rushes in the room, butt naked. Yes, yeah! And (laughs) he fucking pulls the keyboard out of the socket and uses it as like Thor's fucking hammer on my back. Like he's, he uses, boom! (laughs) He's beating my ass. In front of your, in front of my, I probably traumatized him to this day. It traumatized him to this day. I mean, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's fucking, you know, I'm crying. Oh, dad, I'm sorry, you know? Dude, that's not the traumatic part. So he beats my ass. I'm fuck. I don't know. He, I felt like he broke my back. Uh-huh. He's leaving the room, and I, I look. You know, I see his fucking ass. There's fucking tissue paper sticking out of his ass, dude. <laughs> no, no, it's like a fucking like like a long. Not even. It was like string. Wait. It was like a tampon. You know, like the string. <laughs> so that's what like. I remember from this traumatic event, like, damn, my dad's asshole's like moist or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, got, he got like a moist, he got, he got like a wet butthole or something. <laughs> you know, that's like some Korean remedy. Like, wait, it was like, I, I don't know, I didn't ask. Yeah. I, why would you? You just had I'll a get another beating for asking, like, hey, Dad, why do you have tissue paper sticking out of your asshole? <laughs> You don't even ask when you're 18. Yeah. Or even 25 <laughs> just or 35 it. or 85 years old. You yeah. never ask. That's just something. Yeah. That's some other shit. How, why is he naked? That's a good question. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm 
trying to figure out why he thought it was appropriate to show That's his dick to another question. fucking white kid named David Oliver. Pretty, like, <laughs> pretty good question. I guess the only thing I can think of, you're putting me on the spot. Maybe in like where he's from, Busan. I don't know yeah. what the fuck. Maybe in the his Korean village or whatever. Yeah. That's the way they did it in there. I don't know. What the fuck? I know. Butt naked, dude. Was he butt naked all the time for but, no reason? <laughs> that's also like, a good question. Like in no, the house, like he's no, naked? No, no, no. But that day he was. <laughs> the day dude, that David Oliver came over. Dude, imagine what that would do t- if you were like a white kid. What if like... I mean, imagine what he would think of Korean families after that. Like, did, oh, this is how they do it in their household? Did he come over again after that? I don't think so. For a long time. <laughs> I would get so jealous. I'd go to their house. And like I said, like... Man, this kid had it all. He had like an aquarium, like with lizards. He had like a nice bookshelf. He had like all, you know, not to say like we had a good upbringing, but like the way his father embraced him, I was so fucking jealous. Like he would walk down the steps and he would hug him in front of you, in front of me. He'd go, Son, I love you. You know, I love you so much, son. My and dad then has he would never say, Stephen, you're always you. welcome. You're always welcome here as well, Stephen. You know, he would. They would say shit like that. Was a fucking violin playing in the back too? Uh, no, shit? no, like, no, like, like dude, I'm telling you, they had avocado. Tr- like we would make guacamole, like fresh <laughs> guacamole. Second, they had avocado trees, dude. They fucking had avocado trees, dude. I like how the avocado tree is the side of a great family. It's no, like yeah, the only thing avocado trees fucking fajitas. No, I'm telling you, man. That's how I learned. I'm not bullshitting you. Back then, that's how I learned how to make guacamole because as a child from david oliver from david oliver That's the olivers funny. because every fucking time he'd be got he'd be like hey you want to <laughs> he would just get into it and i remember one ingredient they use i still fucking funny. you know they'd use miss mrs dash uh lemon herb yeah yeah, yeah. seasoning on it. and i that always caught my eye i'm like oh they use <laughs> that was the white people salt at the, the time white people yeah. shit yeah i remember oh, mrs dash lemon herb <laughs> yeah yeah all the time what in the fuck? You're cra- your, was your dad? Your dad seems a little more violent than other Korean dads, though. Just, yes. Yeah. Like my my dad definitely didn't come in with t- tissue paper out of his asshole <laughs> as he yeah. beats me in front of this white kid named yeah, David Oliver. Yeah. No. It was. Dude, like if, let like, me tell you something. You. I'm glad you brought it up. And you know, rest in peace, pops. Rest in peace. But uh, there was a time where I learned this, like in my 30s, where. You know how Koreans, and then like only Koreans will know this, the the whole keeping secrets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't yeah. have to tell you twice. Yeah. Right? So there's that obviously in my family, but to the point where, well, dad knocked mom's tooth out? That's how she got that fake tooth? Damn. Yeah. And then I'm trying to work through this, and my brother, and my brother is involved too. He's like, dude, I thought you knew. I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> motherfucker, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what the fuck? He's like, oh, I thought you knew. You don't remember that day we had to take the dresser and put it in front of the door, and mom's bleeding. There's blood coming out of my mom's mouth. I'm like, I think <laughs> this is what happened. I think as a child, deleted it. <laughs> as a child, it was so traumatic. Like, I like blocked that out. Cause I was, I was like kind of remembering like glimpses of it or like the feeling. And I do remember like, even when we lived in Minnesota and shit of like my mom, like barricading doors and shit. Yeah. My dad was a monster. (laughs) He was a monster back then. And your mom stayed with him throughout the whole thing. Well, this is going back to the Korean. Yeah. There's a a stigma too of like, there's a stigma of even when the dude knocks your 
the man knocks your tooth out, you stay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, fucking yeah. crazy. That's fucking nuts. That's like, fucking I, nuts, I right? My, my, my parents definitely had like crazy, crazy fights. And it's funny too, because my mom thinks that even when I was younger that I wouldn't remember these things. But I remember like we were talking on the phone not too long ago. And uh, I was telling her about a couple of my other friends who are going through marital issues, right? And yeah. I was asking her advice because I'm not married. Right, I was like, hey, right, well, they're right, asking right. me, you know, for advice. And, you know, do you have any wisdom to impart? And I kind of told them about the situation. And my mom was like, well, their relationship's all fucked up. Why are they even together? I was like, well, hold, hold on, you fucking freak. Like, hold on a second. I was like, do you remember when you, when I was like eight years old, you threw a fully loaded rice cooker at our dad's head. And she goes, you remember that? Oh, <laughs> like, how, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you can't just erase this shit. Yeah. I was like, yes, I remember. There was rice everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's rice in the cooker. I had to clean it. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. of course I remember this. Yeah. And I said, at the house, you, you missed his head a little bit. Yeah. And then it cracked the tile, and that missing chunk is still there from when you threw the rice cooker. She goes, you have really good memory. Yeah, oh, yeah. We That's don't what forget. She's like, yeah, I remember that shit, you fucking psychopath. Yeah, Korean parents are weird. They got this also that some of them can be a bit racist as far as, like, who they want you to be with, too. You know? my, my parents. It can't just be any Asian. It's got to be South Korean. You know what's it's interesting? Like, what the fuck? Like, my parents weren't so... They weren't so concerned about the race part. They were concerned about them, our kids not being able to speak Korean. So they were okay with me being with another ethnicity, but they had to learn know how to speak Korean. What you're you're a girl? Yeah. What? Yeah, my parents were okay. Well, my dad's a pastor. Oh, so like wow. you know, he has he doesn't give a fuck. You know, it's just more like I don't want your kids not to know our culture. Right, so right, right, you, right, if, right, right. Although white people, he was a little bit like, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. he had like the stigma of like, if you get with the white girl, they're gonna leave you. <laughs> yeah. So your kind of was the man. He was the he was like the little dude the at the Korean church, the pastor. Yeah. At the Korean church. Yeah. So he was uh he was a deacon at the the church that we grew up in, and then he started his own church. He opened up his own church. So he had first dibs on the donuts and all that yeah, shit. All that other shit, dude. <laughs> he got the best coffee. The, the pastor belly was coming out because everybody would give them food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that Korean church, that was another kind of experience where... Dude, it's so weird. I just knew, like, the smell of the church and shit. Like, I just knew after everyone leaves, I get donut wenchels. All Korean churches smell the same. Yeah, they, there's a certain smell. I'll go into the building. I'm like, Korean people were here. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. I could tell. Yeah. Did, did, was your setup where, like, the girl, there's, like, a grown-up session and then the kids yep, went to... there's the youth the, section the, the and the youth, grown- There's, like, a whole youth building. <laughs> and then at Easter, they would combine the services. Oh, yeah. And I fucking hated it. <laughs> but then, to, in order to get the donuts, you'd have to go into the main adult yeah, 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 area yeah. and then, you know, to try to... Yeah, 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 yeah. Fend for yourself. Like, so your dad went to church, too? All Korean, yeah. That's so funny. It's like your and dad... And they're not religious fucking at all, dude. <laughs> it's like my mom had no clue. Like she, you know, like once her home, one of her homies got into Jehovah's Witness, guess what? You she Jehovah's became Witness. a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> and then, dude, we, people don't know this, we attended fucking... Uh, the Mormon church for a minute. Get the fuck what out of Korean here. What Korean motherfucker goes to fucking the Church of Jesus Christ for, of Latter-day Saints, dog? How, wait, how, long, how long were you a Mormon for? Uh, I don't know, but dude, it was the most weird fucking experience. Really? Talk about you're the only Asian there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. one black family and then there's you. <laughs> and all white. It seems like your mom was just looking for any type of salvation. No, this like is anybody. this is elders just knocking on the door and saying, "Hi, this is 
you know what of, I mean? Mission, uh, missionary, you know, There whatever. was a lot of like uh, Korean Jehovah Witnesses that would come to the house, but then they didn't know my father was a pastor. So I would always try to warn these motherfuckers like, hey, hey don't, 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 don't come to this house. Like my dad will trap you You got the here. wrong one. So you this, got the fucking wrong like, one. The, I remember the last time Jehovah Witnesses came to our house, it was these two Ajamas that came. Oh, yeah. It's like, have you heard of Jehovah? Like Jehovah Witnesses. And mm-hmm. my dad was, it was on a Sunday and my dad was like, perfect he's like come on in like well, well, well let's talk about it they walk in and my dad has like a library shelf full of christian theology that oh, he's yeah. read like, like i like, said you got the wrong one yeah. today and you I got just, the wrong one. i just looked at these poor ladies i'm like you should have left when you had the chance how's, how's their little um <clears throat> illustrated pamphlet yeah <laughs> that thin little fucking pamphlet gonna fucking you know exactly. battle the, the doctrines and, and so my dad was just talking to them about like like protestant and like catholicism and like christian theology for like eight hours yeah. and these people got exhausted yeah but they, they were there for so long my mom made the lunch and dinner yeah <laughs> and i was like, like you fucked up you should have left that's something i would never do in like 10 lifespans like oh 100 percent. like go to random people's houses knock on their fucking door intrude and be like hey can i talk to you about god you know it's like fuck that it's it's a little odd i don't know what the approach is i don't know what the success rate of that is too right like what's the percentage on that shit it's got but that's the thing is it's it's in numbers yeah that you got god knows how many fucking doors they knock on oh 100 like hundreds of doors like hey they must get good exercise You, you know for you so like you you got into like rap around. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. A, we, a, let's get back. <laughs> we got off. We got off on the Korean it. shit. We got off. We always end up on the we Korean. Can, shit. We can talk about that for three thousand podcasts. All right, so I got to remember. Okay, so this new album. I, during quarantine, I was watching movies, you know, just random. You know, I was bored and shit. You know, I was getting my yeah. editing done. I was doing everything, but I'm like, oh, watch this. And then I fucking ran across like old movies I used to love as ki- like, like as a kid. Mm-hmm. One of them was Stir Crazy, you know? Gene Wilder, yeah, 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 Richard yeah, yeah. Pryor. And dude, I don't know when the, when you saw that last, but I was dying. Like their, comed- their performances that. together, I was fucking, especially Gene, both of them together were mm-hmm. just genius. And, and I, I was like thinking like, oh, it would be sick if I could do some kind of concept music project out of this and so i that's when the seed was planted i don't know i didn't know what or how Mm -hmm. but then i just started like just uh i didn't bite their whole like every i would take little clips of shit and then i would try to make a beat and and shit around it Mm -hmm. and then whatever um whatever dialogue i i captured i would try to make a whole concept like um there's a a scene where like uh, Richard Pryor is in the hospital ward and he doesn't he's finding out his doctor's Korean. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And then the doctor instead of the doctor saying how do you do, he goes how do you go. <laughs> and so I I sampled just that mm-hmm. how do you go and I made a whole <clears throat> song. It's about like how do you go when you die. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you know yeah, people yeah. were passing away. MF Doom had just passed. Yeah. Fucking Double K from People Under the Stairs had just passed. So I'm like, oh, I want to make. You know, it's like more of a sentimental kind of beat, jazzy beat. And so that's just an example. So I made a whole fucking concept album just from me, like just watching fucking that movie and getting inspired. Are you producing all the stuff yourself? Yeah, too? I produced all <clears throat> of it. Yeah, and that that that's the thing. It took me a while because I'm not one of those you know musicians that or rappers that like. Hey, you got any hot beats? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not one of those guys. Because for me, this is for personal reasons. I enjoy the. It's kind of like uh, you paint. You paint it. 
Mm. You paint the, you color it in, or you yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. Instead of, no, I want to like do do it. I want to create the thing. You know, you like Prince. Yeah, yeah. I want to <laughs> do it. I want to do it. I want to, even if it sounds shitty, like because I did it on GarageBand and my own little three hundred three sampler, like. Uh, even if it's like hell of analog or dusty, mm-hmm. it's I I made it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I picked all the stamp. I, you know, arranged it. I did all, found the drum loop. Yeah, I did it. You know, this podcast is brought to you by Raycon, my friends. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm always looking at a screen now more than ever. I wonder why. And whether you're an avid news watcher or in serious need of a distraction. Unplugging yourself is easier said than done, my friends. One of my favorite ways to rest my eyes and still get content I'm itching for? Putting on my Raycon wireless earbuds, you freaking sillies. Raycon earbuds. Sound quality. Amazing. Price. Even better. And there's a lot of people out there that are selling their expensive earbuds, but guess what? Raycon sounds just as good. If not, maybe even better. Raycons are built to perform anywhere and anytime with water and sweat resistant construction and Bluetooth that pairs quickly and seamlessly. The best part, Raycon makes great sound accessible to everyone with wireless earbuds starting at half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycon's offering 15% off all their products for my listeners and here's what you got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com brain and that's it. You'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order so feel free to grab a pair and a spare that's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash brain. That's buyraycon.com slash brain. Yeah, I can't. Music it's is fucking time hard. Consuming. Music is fucking hard, man. It's time consuming. Like, I can't imagine the, the production side of things, right? Like, because pr- the production part is like the hardest. Like, it is, <clears> but, <throat> but it's the most rewarding because I'll tell you why. The, and this is, I, I'm glad I thought of this. To me, it's all it is is a puzzle. All that's all it is to me. It's mm. like it's a puzzle, and how am I gonna make this fit into this? You know what I'm saying? I'm talking yeah. about samples and the way you arrange the way I do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so to me, it's kind of like doing a word, you know, a word puzzle or something. Mm. And that's like, and then once you figure it out, because sometimes you're trying to fit this with this, and it's just not working. Mm-hmm. But then once you you get rid of this, and then find another piece, and then it like it works. Yeah, and it, they click together. Then you're like, oh, it's like you found the holy grail or something. You were also when you were doing the, uh, you were on a, in a band with David yeah, Cho, Monty, right? Yeah. Wait, how did that? How did that start? Up? Okay. <laughs> so, oh. wait, hold up before I forget. StevieWeebyBandCamp.com. That's where okay. you get. The, we're gonna get back. StevieWeebyBandCamp.com. I feel stir crazy. Get that shit. It's gonna be all in there. <laughs> get that shit. Get that shit. <laughs> okay, so my brother, <clears throat> this is obviously pre-Corona. Uh, yeah, COVID, whatever. Long time ago, we're he picked me up. He was like, "You want to get some Korean barbecue?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" We're heading towards Koreatown. He fucking like we're almost there, and then he's like, "Oh fuck!" And I go, "What?" He goes, oh, "Fuck, I forgot I had to do this thing, man." Will you just come with me? I go, "What? Where do you have to go?" He's like, "I got to do this podcast." And back then. I didn't even know what that meant. What? Yeah, yeah. What is what what is that? Just come with me, dude. Come. And I'm like, all right. You know, back then I, I'm a little different now, more like open to shit like that. Yeah. Back then I was so stubborn. No, dude, I want to get let's get some bulgogi. You know, like fuck, dude. You were here. Yeah. He's like, dude, I promised this guy. I promised him. I go. So we ended up going to David Cho's warehouse. Yeah. He didn't tell me that. 
he just said, oh, this is my friend. I promised. And so I ended up just going to this place. And and I'm like, first of all, like it was he had his own warehouse, like the thing opened and he drove in. He had his own and there's paintings, the unfinished paintings and a drum kit. It was just crazy. And I'm like, what the? And then I'm already thinking, who is this guy? So he, he brings me in there and he's like, and this is when DVD ASA were, that's the podcast. It was DVD, it was Asa Akira and David Cho. And so they had the podcast room with stuff like this, the gear. And I'm like, whoa. It was like and some serious shit. It was some serious shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know me, like, I like to be, give courtesy, you know? So I, Showed him respect because I realized, oh, this is David motherfucking Cho. I was already a fan of his art. Like, yeah, I yeah. knew his art. I'm a fan. You know, I gave him respect. I go, hey, I just think I just want a good media. like your shit. And so I took literally one of the podcast chairs. I grabbed it and I walked it way to the, the corner door away from them. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys do your thing. I'll just, I'm doing, I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. So I think a couple minutes in... Dave's like, hey, bring your brother over here, here you know, get because also wasn't there that because I, I sat in her seat. They had mm-hmm. an extra seat. And so that was literally like the first time I did this type of shit where oh, wow. I ended up just freakishly getting on the podcast, you know, and then I didn't know what I was doing, but people liked it. And then I ended up coming back again. And I ended up coming back again and again and again and again to the point where I finally I got to meet like Money Mark and then Asa mm-hmm. finally. And then and one day during one of the podcasts, Dave's like, you guys want to record music? What the fuck? It was like kind of some random shit, you know? And so... Did he know that you did music? Not really. Because this is what happened. This is on some real shit. Like, okay, so at the time... I did my final EP called Dirt Flame Pencil. Um, and it was a concept album, like a, a pencil, a Dirt Flame pencil, you know, like the pencil you write with, Dirt Flame, you throw that, it, it catches on fire and mm-hmm. you burn it, it's done. So that was a concept album, like this is my last EP. I'm done with music. Yeah. You know, and I had quit, gave it up, like the four track was, all my gear was in my closet. I'm like, I'm fucking done. You know, I was frustrated, mm-hmm. you know. I had put so much time and effort into this shit. And so I, and then I was working at Fat Sal's at a sandwich shop. Okay. So I'm working at a sandwich shop. And then I just luckily go, going to Korean barbecue, freakishly ended up at David Cho's podcast, meeting these cool people. And then we ended up fucking going, dude, he rented this crazy, like, summer camp log cabin type shit like no not normal like there was different bunkers it was a whole like cabin resort like he he rented it for like two weeks or some shit he's an interesting guy dude like i like it was crazy dude my my only introduction to him was obviously first was obviously a dvd essay like i only listened to a couple episodes but everybody was talking about that podcast right and i was like well who's david cho and then we thought they obviously that went into him you know painting that mural for facebook yeah all the money that he made oh yeah and then recently i listened to the the podcast with him and rogan yeah and i was like i I I listened to every all four hours whatever i I was like so this is david cho like yeah like i went to the congo yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> he was like, there's to a- what? To look for a dinosaur. I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? Oh, yeah. I don't want anybody to tell me that I'm weird. Like, I am not weird. Like, no, but the, the thing about him is I didn't realize, like, art, right? I thought, oh, fuck, you know, pens and paintbrush. Like, no. Like, I learned this the hard way. Like, we were in Minnesota. This is after we formed Mangchi. Mm-hmm. We're doing a show. And one of the people... Like that was in charge of the venue was like, hey, we're looking for Dave. We have these spray cans. Can you got? Can he? We wanted him to do art. Can you try to do something? And so, you know, I thought I could. I've never fucked with spray cans, but like I like took the. I didn't know about can control. <laughs> I, like how, I, my, I like how they're looking for David Cho, right? But, this but famous it, artist is like, well, can well, you yeah, do something? That's like, what. what the, that's what happened. Like, what the fuck and so do you mean? I tried. I tried my best. It looked like a five year old did it. And let me tell you, when he got a hand of that can, it it I was in shock yeah. of the what he was able like he was doing shit with it. It took him like a couple seconds. He was like, mm-hmm. and it looked like like the fucking like a China Chinese dude with like a rice hat. Like mm-hmm. it, it looked so detailed. Yeah. And what? And then I like asked him after like there's like techniques where he would like. Put a, 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 his finger, uh, a cutting the, the the airway or yeah, like yeah, yeah. the cap halfway to make the lines more. You know, like yeah, there's this, a technique so, so to Going it. back like to art and understanding like the different mediums, like I had fucking no idea. Like, yeah. and that that's not even adding like how good he is at watercoloring. But anyway, I'm getting off track. So you're saying okay, I was talking about Big Bear in the, the cabin. Yeah, and fucking yeah. So we're we went there and um, Money Mark brought uh, like all of his gear and dude we ended up recording what is known now as our first Manchi album that's fucking crazy and but i know this because they knew uh i think they were kind of testing out the waters like they're seeing if i was able to rise to the occasion of like doing this shit and they i i i I know this. They pulled me aside one night at the kitchen table. This place is huge, by the way. Like, mm. there's there's a pool table. There's like like laundry. There's everything. It was like, and they they they, they pulled me aside. And they're like, uh, we want to do this music, but Steve, we want you to be open minded. Like, we might want to do some singing shit. We want might want to do some punk shit. We might want to do some like top four, like top forty, you know, whatever. We just want you to be open so to it. And so, but I remember um. Oh, cause this is crazy. Cause you, you, you were in the movie Gook, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I had recorded a, a song called Gook Boy and it was on, uh, like just my, I was working on a solo project. Cause they, I think he said like, Hey, you could do your solo shit as well. Mm. Cause they later put that out on vinyl and shit. And so we were trying to like figure out how to do music and what, and then they're like, it was like mid afternoon. They're like, Hey, don't you bring your album let's hear some of it and so I, when i had brought that out they I, I let them preview some of the songs and then mark told me to play the gook boy song and so what ended up happening is he ended up i ended up canning that on that, my solo album and we ended up redoing that for like i think that's the first song we worked on oh wow yeah and so mark did some shit and then um and then I think the second song was like, these are my people. And then, and you know, he's such a genius in his own right. And shit. you know what I do? He was drinking wine. He was drinking wine. And it was me, David, Money Mark. It was late. And he was getting a bit tipsy. And he, he was like, he was talking about Adam Yacht, uh, Adam Yacht from the Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because he had passed. Mm-hmm. 
And he, he basically said, if he was still alive, I wouldn't even be here with you guys. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I, don't know, he, I, I don't think he meant it like that, yeah. but me and Dave, we were just like looking at each other like uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, uh, thanks, dude. <laughs> like, I wouldn't even be fucking with you guys if this other guy was here. You if guys, he was still alive. <laughs> yeah, just like, you guys would be uh, just... <laughs> so, how, so how long were you guys... Uh, are you guys still going strong or no? No, it's hiatus right now. I mean, we had a run, man, like... You so, were touring. Yeah, like we ended up fucking doing it. Um, we ended up opening. We did an East Coast tour, West Coast tour. Fucking, we even went up to Canada. We ended up opening for Deltron Thirty Thirty. Oh shit! We ended up opening up for Die Antwerp. Uh, Die Antwerp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then you know, and it was fucking really fun, man. I mean, he got a whole fucking Motley Crue tour. <laughs> tour bus with our yeah like our decal on there and shit i'm like what the fuck so when, when you guys what what type of music did uh Mangchi do just anything it was like fucking rapping cowboy rapping punk uh singing it was just everything you know that's that this is going back to like you know because dave's such a gene like he's so open to just everything yeah you know and so, like, yeah, I think it just ran its course. I had a fucking great time with them. I mean, they're still my family. Like, yeah. I still... I how, played... many, how many years was that? Fuck, dude. Um, God, that's a good question. Because we had disbanded, and then Steve Aoki invited us to do a fucking show at uh, a Fashion Week in New York. What the fuck? It was, dude, let me tell you, it was the weirdest fucking show ever so he's like we want you want to book you guys but it's gonna be at like a modeling fashion gear for uh dimmock for his clothing line yeah 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 and so it was literally have you seen devil wears prada yes it was also devil wears prada shit like imagine those types of people in the crowd did you just ask steve do you know what the fuck we are uh, like? no no but this is the thing it was even more weirder because there was skateboarding ramps so there's like skateboarding actors yeah. like stunt people like skating while we're performing on top of this mini ramp and no one paying attention <laughs> Oh my god, dude! I, I those performances are the worst. Like I hate that shit. And so literally, it was like we're like I'm, we're sweating, ah, you know, doing our thing, and people are just like, you know, like this, you know, this <laughs> New York hors d'oeuvres, you know, this is some New York shit a fucking too. martini and shit. Yeah, exactly, like, this is some New York shit. Yeah, some f- fashion week. Uh huh. And then that happened, and then we had we, and then that was I think the last thing we did. Um, and then <laughs> I'll tell you this. I mean, this is not bad. This is true, actually. But then later down the line, we heard from the grapevine, like, Steve Aoki wants to remix one of our songs. So I'm like, what, really? This is big time. Yeah. You know? And so what ended up happening is he did remix the song, but guess what? He cut out all my audio. <laughs> Like what an honor, <laughs> you fucking bastard! So, but we had hired a Morgan Freeman voiceover actor mm-hmm. at the beginning. Of the song he re- remixed was called "The Best," and so we hired this actor that sounds exactly like Morgan Freeman, and he's just talking before the song even begins. Stevie Aoki took his voice. <laughs> oh my god! But he cut all your shit. The vocalist vo- voice. <laughs> 
out. That's fucking funny. It's like, I want to remix your shit. Basically, I just want to delete, you know, Steve yeah, out of everything. Steve, Steve, yeah, you're leave. Yeah. That's fucking funny, man. So, uh, just can you imagine me being so pumped? Like, oh my God, Steve. You guys, he's big. Yeah. Oh, he remixed our song. You know, this is going to rejuvenate our our whole group and you know he looks like a, a wise fan japanese sage that's yeah. what he looks like every time i see steve aoki i want to see him with the staff flying on a cloud or something he but, is kind yeah. of biblical in that sense yeah. he's biblical in the sense of like even when he was like walking out to these fashion people like he was like he was like jesus christ walking out and shit he was like sometimes i watch he was like, doing this shit dude like, i've been watching doing, you know what i'm saying videos I was like, of like steve aoki interact with people i'm like steve you ain't gotta do all that bro like you ain't gotta clasp your hands and start bowing <laughs> no, he shit. was doing this shit i was like steve you've never done that before in your life like but i'm telling you this is like, real do that shit, bro. i was tripping i was like he's like a godhead oh for sure god imagine his house huh oh listen <laughs> water slides or his his the, dad's, the ball pit. his dad's supposed to be somebody famous too right dude he fucking owns benihana oh is that what his you dad didn't is? see the documentary you gotta watch the doc no, dude I never you saw have the doc. to watch the documentary his dad owns benihana he's the dude yeah oh it's just rich people just keep getting benihana, fucking richer huh? dog hey what the how fuck? many times what? have we eaten <laughs> a lot <laughs> my parents I love benihana. <laughs> My fucking parents own a black beauty supply store. Your dad fucking sells clothes. Yeah, my, my dad owned Fashion Gal. Yeah. <laughs> What's Fashion Gal? You don't know about well, it. People don't even it's know. It's in the sweatshop district. Yeah. Back in the day, these clothing stores were popping, dude. Like, Korean people owned all these clothing oh, stores. Wow, we're getting back into the Korean shit right now. No, I'm, yeah. I'm preparing. Yeah. I'm preparing right now. But you like, want to do this again? All, yeah, all I'll these, do it. All the- <laughs> I'll do it. Let's go. I already got something ready right after you. I got something ready right after you, man. I got like you talking about like you're trying to fight me or something. You, you try uh, to go, you let's go. You want to go back to the Korean town? <laughs> yeah. I got it right. Let's but go. But you know, like, the Okages were super popular. Not like, only that, dude, is I found out later, dude, the, the Forever 21, guess where they're getting all their shit? Fashion District? Oh, yeah. Uh, Forever 21 was originally Korean people, right? Fa- they're Korean people, huh? Fa- yeah. Fashion District? Yeah. But this is why they succeeded in a... Like our Ajamas and our Imabu's shops failed. <laughs> and I'm gonna be real. Those yeah. are aunts and uncles. Yeah. And because, yeah, we had the same shit, inventory, but guess what? Presentation is everything. That's what I'm talking about. So, yeah. what they did is they hired, they went to the same place to get their shit, but they hired younger Koreans mm-hmm. that were more in the know, fashionable, like, no, they knew about aesthetics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all, you know, they got the chandelier. <laughs> the fucking yeah. thing. Marble floor. There you go. That was the, uh, that's like the same concept with uh, like Panda Express. Those little fast food Chinese spots oh, have dude. been around a long we time. We survived off them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what like, we would save them. up for that meal. Oh, for sure. Like, oh, shit. I got $4.35. And it's crazy because like Panda Express too is not as good as those mom and pop shop ones are. No. There's... But they just marketed better. Yeah. It's clean. They have clean, a sign. Yeah. The presentation's yeah. cleaner. The fucking water's not next to the garbage can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Dude, I don't know what about, you know, this there's another thing that fascinates me about koreans it's like they never choose a profession that they're even like at all <laughs> you notice that it's like huh how do i make money laundry mat yeah. 
This podcast is brought to you by Junbi Matcha. Do you hate the jitters and crash that coffee gives you? Well, say no more, my friends, because hundreds of thousands of people are drinking Junbi Matcha, not only for the health benefits, but for the caffeine boost that lasts without the crash of coffee. You can mix it, have it hot, ice cold, or try it with your favorite juices and have fun with it. Remember, not all matcha is created the same, and Junbi has the highest quality matcha you can find straight from a farm in Japan, handpicked and curated to get you the best quality there is. No competition. To get 10% off your first order of tins and packets, go to junbishop.com. That's J-U-N-B-I shop.com and enter code GeniusBrain to get 10% off your first order. That's J-U-N-B-I shop.com. Code Genius brain. Well, but what do you think that is? Let's let's just fucking examine that. That has something to do with the old country. It, I, That's I, like on some fucking. We don't. We don't even. We don't care if we don't like it. It makes money type shit. Like yeah, I don't. I don't think like. I think it's a. It has to do with like Korean resilience, right? Yeah, it like, has something to do with that. Like we, it, whatever also, it takes. Whatever it takes. It doesn't matter because my parents were working like two, three jobs too when they first came here. Yeah. So there was no complaints. There was no like, oh, uh, I don't want to. So my mom had to clean hotels. My dad was a, a mechanic, yeah, and then they, he also worked for somebody else's beauty supply store yeah, at the time. Dude. And they never complained. It was just no, like I. You got to pay my bills. This is what it is. Yeah, another example, liquor stores. Oh, liquor stores is another one. I mean, we all seen Menace to Society. Yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for your mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah What'd the, you say? Laundromats, liquor stores, and uh, beauty supply stores, and then Okage. It's like the, the, the random. But this is going back to the whole, like, okay, you want to... You're 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 a bit racist towards a certain group of people, but you're gonna order. You're gonna get a liquor store <laughs> in their fucking hood. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Act like you're good now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like what the fuck. It was weird That's too. That's crazy. Like when I when I I talked about this a lot too, where you, I think like per- perceptively in that community too, because like you know black Americans weren't given business loans, but then you see these random people from Asia come over and I'll be ba- pissed off too if I see some Korean motherfuckers yeah, exactly. in my neighborhood. They're like and they're making all the money and exactly. shit. I'd, I'd be, be like, well, who the fuck are these people doing? And the crazy thing was is like I I, I remember too like uh, customers thinking that we made a lot of money, but my parents didn't make a lot of money at all. We were barely getting by. Rent. You know, we had to pay rent pay of the, for the overhead, and it was weird. Because it's a more Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. would come in, and they're like, "Oh, well, you guys have a, you have all this money." I'm like, "You, we're broke. Like, I don't know what you're done. We're no, no, no. I think about it. Okay, if I live in that neighborhood, right, and I want to get a beer, how much was a forty back then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two dollars, yeah, a buck fifty. There you go. <laughs> yeah. you, you just saw the same eyes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, like this neighborhood that the store is in. I live in the same neighborhood you live in. Like, yeah. well, I'm also broke with you. Like, we don't we don't have a lot of money. Like, it's just it's not so the case. It's so crazy, their mentality as far as. Well, it's just hard because they see, you know, people. Oh, you're see- in a movie where it's all about. Yeah, you it was it's the, the like shoe a, store. It's like a misunderstanding, you know. Yeah. It's like one one like Korean people too. Like I said, like when we immigrated here too, our perception of like American culture, Black American culture, Mexican culture is all or whatever the stuff that's not ours is based on what people told us because we don't know. We come into yeah. this country blank as fuck, and the, the problem with that is that you know Asian people too. They just they don't question a lot of things, you know, because. There's like gov- uh, loyalty to government and everything else. Yeah. But in, in this country, it's a little different. So when they're fed all these like false ideas or negative ideas, like sp- specifically about black culture, it kind of sticks with them. You know, and not only that, I think that once Koreans or any kind of Asian family gets accustomed or integrated more, like as years go by, their attitude changes as oh, well. Oh, for sure. 
My mom's had my pops, you know, rest in peace. Like they they've changed. Yeah. It takes a while. Then before you know it, oh his, his golfing homie, there's a Hispanic guy, there's a black you know? Yeah. He, my dad's got homies from different races he's playing golf with. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Like and that generation in this country is going away now too. So like what do you mean what do you mean? Like the 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 more like racially ignorant like immigrants, those people are going away because now we, we live in like a very global like, yeah, it's it's super global because of the internet. Oh so, yeah. You know, oh, you know what? That's that's fascinating. That's interesting. You brought that up. Yeah, that that definitely because the exposure. Yeah, the exposure. They different just look now. on their computer. They're like, oh, exactly. There's an Indian guy. Well, I oh, a, this person's from Middle East. Oh, you know, like different races and shit. Yeah, this perception of of like I think um kind of the the racist Asian. It's it's a little dated now. Like it's that's it's, like when did that go? That's like '90s shit, right? Exactly. So like that that, that died off in the '90s, right? Yeah, they're, they're, it's dying out now, right? Just because now it's second generation, third generation, right. fourth but generation. Dude, think about the '92 riots. That must have been at the climax, right? Because you had oh. these Korean motherfuckers with AK forties. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? They're like, the police ain't going to help us. Yeah, you go. Well, people didn't understand this either. It was like, like, at the time, you know, when they were thinking that they were going, people were just going to bust into these Korean stores. They didn't know that all these Korean men, they went to four years of military in Korea. Yeah. They know how to use guns. You you got the wrong one there too. (laughs) You got the wrong one. Not only that, I like the fact, because you do videos on like, because a lot of, you know, like these random people attacking a random Mm -hmm. old Asian lady or man or something. Yeah. uh, You're... You're kind of playing with fire there yeah, as well. Because be let me terrible. remind you, uh, Virginia Tech, Cho Sung Wee. I just want to take a walk down history lane here. Uh, dude, when, uh, Virginia Tech, <laughs> Cho Sung Wee. You got the wrong one. There's, it's you got be... the fucking wrong one. I mean, I guarantee you. You know what I'm saying? Because if you look at that dude, because I still watch his videos. Like I'm trying to figure out the psychology of this cat. Well, th- well, this he is, is what's going to happen. He's a firecracker, dude. Well, this is what's going to happen. It's like it's going to be an old, an old. It. It's going to be an old Korean lady that's going to get attacked, and They'll it's plan just going it to go downhill. <laughs> it's like, oh, you shouldn't have attacked They'll the Korean person. They'll plan it out. Yeah. They'll study that shit like it's their midterm. Yeah. I'm gonna chain a door C to to door three B to hall entryway to do the. Do you watch Korean films? Uh, some, some, have you yeah. seen like uh, one of my favorite ones is called I Saw the Devil yeah I think I did yeah that is one of the yeah, it's think, all about vengeance it's like the whole series yeah, that of vengeance yeah highly violent yeah yes. yeah yeah and a Korean person thought about that for a film <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying yeah so like I always get you know when those attacks were happening too it's just like people are asking me like what I th- what I thought about it right and I'll, the only thing I could really think of is like okay, well there's a few things it's like Asian people are it's not passive. It's it's more like my parents had this idea of if somebody wants to verbally assault me or do whatever, it's like I'm the business owner. Like right. I, I'm the one working. Yep. Like I don't have to care about the opinions of somebody who's beneath me. And that's how my parents would so kind of. So would you say that now because you know you're successful and you're like doing your content and your comedy and film and, and everything? It, 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 we, it doesn't work that way now just because it's a different generation, right? Right. So now it was just, it was about getting by. Well, now that we're past getting by and there is a youth with a voice, yeah, people are going to want to speak up. Sometimes it gets a little annoying. Right, right, But right, at right. the same time, like we need those people to kind of say stuff just because if you don't, it's just going to keep happening over and over again. Asian people only... We're only 5% of this country's population. It's <laughs> yeah, fucking but small. not only that is um, another thing Asians do, they know how to hold it in. <laughs> and let me tell you, boy, it builds up. Oh, for sure. You know, like, and that's, I think, going back to the Virginia Tech shit, here's this fucking kid, probably didn't have a lot of homies, 
probably stayed well, he was in bullied. the dorm room. He was bullied a lot. He was bullied. Yeah. And one day he was just like, all right, you got the wrong one. I'm going to start researching handguns. I'm going to go to the shooting range. I'm going to plant this. I'm going to get these chains. He planned it out and shit. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, I think people too, like if you keep pushing people to a corner, something bad is going to happen, oh, right? don't do that. Especially out in New York. Like, a, I'm not sure if like American people even understand this shit. Like New York specifically, when it comes to Chinese people, they're highly connected into like Chinese mafia. That's why and, I love watching China Mac shit so much. <laughs> China, let me tell you he, something. He, he speaks on like... You know, empowering Asians and well, shit. Well, I've I, I watch a video of China Mac and my ass starts to sweat. Like this guy, <laughs> fucking, this guy, this guy scares me. There was a video of this. I dude. love China Mac. Shout out to China Mac, man. I'm a fan of China Mac, there's, dude. There's I love his shit. Love his music. Love his shit. Being interviewed, and they were having a conversation about the the, the usage of the N word, right? And then China Mac doesn't use it anymore because he understands what it what it what it means. Well, now. he's, he's been up to the Rikers. Right, he's, so he's been in prison, so he doesn't use it anymore, right? Yeah. But then somebody said he's like, "Look, if China Max said the N word, I'd smack him." And then all of a sudden, the group gets dead quiet. Oh yeah. And then China Mac looks at him. He goes, "You smack me?" He goes, "I've never been smacked a day in my life." You smack me? And he goes, "No, that's that's not what I said." Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never seen this a dude double back on his words yeah, so you, hard you, in my life. Lesson learned: Don't fuck with China Mac. Yeah. <laughs> just don't fuck with and that you, guy. And you see his homie just like chilling, yeah, like, in the corner. And you could tell his homie was ready to go. Like, he's like, oh, shit's about to go down. I'm about to fuck people up. And then China Max's like, you ain't going to smack me. Like, nothing's happened. I'm watching this video. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching and he, this. Me- he meant it. He meant yeah. it, too. Yeah. I sweated through my shirt. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. A, he's not even next. This happened Dude. two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm such a fan of China Max. I watch his food vlogs. <laughs> Man, he's got recipes. Like, they're called spreads. Yeah. You know? He knows how to make a burrito out of, like, Doritos. <laughs> he got my prison food right now, dog. <laughs> he, he knows how to make. He knows pr- how to make a burrito, crunching up Doritos and and top ramen as like the the crust. <laughs> Have you tried eating that pr- prison food before? No, but I'm fascinated because you know why I like it because it's like it makes me think of like yeah I like to put myself in different people's predicaments and shit mm-hmm. like fuck yeah I could probably try some shit like that. Because I've gone through, like, in Arizona, you know, I, when I was going to ASU at the end, I was, like, hella broke. Oh, for sure. Like, I would steal food off in the cafeteria, you know, food court, Taco Bell, put some of that in my backpack, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, I always think, like, I mean, there's one time uh, there was, like, a community kitchen. I was so broke and hungry. I hadn't eaten for a long time that I was so hungry. I fucking just opened the community refrigerator and I saw some gross, old, moldy-ass top ramen in the pot, like, probably weeks old. And I just said, fuck it. <laughs> Are you? Wait, why I the just fuck? grabbed it. I was so... I mean, this is how... I was starving. I grabbed it, and I just fucking put it on the um that stove, the kitchen, the community mm-hmm. stove. And I just said, fuck it. I'm eating this. Why the fuck were you so broke? Okay, so there's a thing called, like, a food plan. Like, it's like kind of like... A, a student ID card, oh, yeah, but yeah, kind of yeah. like a the credit card. Meals. Yeah. yeah, like we, then they're called blocks. Mm-hmm. You got, and we got like the lowest amount that my mom, we didn't know. Yeah. And I didn't want to like, because they were struggling at the time as well, you know, even though we did get in state tuition at the time because my parents had moved to Chandler or whatever or before moving to Gilbert. And, um, and so I just didn't want to bother them and be like, I need more you know blocks on this card you know so 
So that's when the homies would like sneak me into the cafeteria. I had to do what I had to do. That's crazy. Yeah, but going back to the China Mac and like why I like watching those. It prison, reminds you of the that prison movie, Robin. Sp- <laughs> the prison spreads. I don't know what it has to do with prison spreads, but it fascinates me you watching get, prison spread like tutorials. You just get emotional. You're thinking about that ramen you had to heat up. It's like I missed that. Yeah. No, but dude, that's when like even back then, it's like because how much is a packet of ramen? Like twenty nine cents or some shit. Like even you back then eat, it was like ten cents, 10 bro. Cents. This shit was nothing. But you could eat that even like without cooking it, like as like. Oh, 100%. Like you a big, like you just crunch eat that it shit like, up and then salt like, it up yeah, and eat it. Yeah. So I would eat it like that too. Damn. You know, the funny thing is you probably could have just called your mom and she would have given you some food. Uh, it's, you know what? This is, this is like my downfall, but I think it's the, that fucking pride. Yeah. You know, that Korean pride shit where you're just like, oh, I don't want to ask. Well, I, I had like issues with that too. It's funny. Cause when I was, I went to UCR yeah. and then there was something wrong with my financial aid. What's UCR? Is that? Ri- uh, University of California, Riverside. Riverside, Riverside. Yeah. And there was something wrong with my financial aid. And so my check didn't come in, but then just like you, I was so fucking prideful. I couldn't ask my parents for money Yeah, because like, I knew we didn't have a lot of money either. And it's so weird. Like you just, you, you don't yeah. want to burden them. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, you're already helping that, with tuition and yeah, you're, you're almost ashamed board and shit to and ask your parents for something that they would gladly yeah. give. You know what I mean? And did was, you did you have were you actually doing like the real college shit that you were supposed to be doing? Like no, I did terrible was, in school. I was just doing drugs and skateboarding around. <laughs> I uh, my my first year, so I didn't want to go to a university at all. I wanted to go to well, I did. I wanted to go to community college first, yeah, and then transfer over into a university later. But my parents that's a smart move. You would think, but then my parents were about you know well you have to go to a university because what what fucking Korean kid doesn't get into a university after high school, so. I was forced to go to UCR, which there was only two colleges that would accept me. It was UC Merced. They just opened up and they were taking every crackhead possible. Yeah. And then UCR, I didn't even apply to and they said I got in. <laughs> I oh, like, that's what's up. That happened with me and ASU. Yeah. That's like, oh, oh, I got accepted? I was like, I didn't apply. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So I went to UCR. And so when I, when I went there, I didn't like it because I didn't have any goals. I didn't want to be there. So the first year I almost got kicked out. And then, oh, yeah. And what then, was your GPA? Oh, shit was like two point some shit. I don't point know. four five. You're okay. <laughs> point four. So you five. literally did nothing. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to try I to did, get a point my four roommate five. Was this white surfer dude from like Malibu? Uh-huh. He'd wait literally wake up in the morning. And go, he'd be like, "Bong rip, dude." <laughs> oh my god. So I would just be like, <laughs> and then how the fuck do you have a point four five? I don't know what what is that all F? That's like, that's like a that's like a negative Z. Like <laughs> dog. Like how the fuck did you get a point four five? I didn't. I didn't know. I there's dude. Let me tell you. There's one class I went to. No wonder you couldn't ask your parents for fucking food. You <laughs> I, fucking failure. I, I, know. I was at this child development class. I don't even know what I signed up for. I didn't realize. I didn't even have the right book for the whole semester. I didn't even know. This is how. (laughs) Dude, don't look down on me, please. I'm being honest. I I I literally, it it was like, I was in the classroom and I was, it was one of those things where it's like, you're in the classroom and you're looking around and and you're looking around. Hold up. You're looking around and you're like, wait a minute. I I don't have the, I don't have the book that they have. But you know what's so fucked up about this human being right here? Yeah, I'm he's, fucked up. He's so fucking prideful. He just said, fuck it, I'm going to pretend. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to pretend for a whole year. <laughs> I know. Until, check this out. Until the professor had to intervene. 
<laughs> she knew because I look like a lost dog the whole semester. I would literally, people would be doing their shit, doing their workshop shit, and I'd be like, <laughs> I would just be like looking around lost. Yo. Like, <laughs> so one day like after class, she goes, Stephen, would you uh, meet me at my office uh, today at uh, 430? Uh, we need to talk about some things. And so she literally... It's, I don't know if she did this with any other students. Like, she, like, I don't know what term you would call it. <laughs> she partitioned me or she did something where she had to act like, I, let's just, you didn't take this class. It's, this didn't count. Well, enroll you she's in some like, other shit. She's like, I don't like know. the dumber class. She goes, I have never seen somebody pretend to read a book for a month straight. <laughs> she goes, you are a talented human being. I like how oh. you, she was like, also, your book was upside down for a whole month. <laughs> no, no. This is how I the clue. I didn't even know how, where to get the book. <laughs> she's like, I, you I, I this figured call? out like, oh, you have to go to the designated book, uh, college book uh, store. I literally, I literally picture you sitting in class and then just. Every day, every every day, she's like, "Yo, why does this kid keep looking around as if he doesn't belong here?" (laughs) No, but then there's another thing. I was faking it till I made it. I was like acting like I was doing their shit. I was like writing raps and shit. I was like. I was acting like I was doing their shit. I felt like she was very proud of you because you had perfect attendance. <laughs> I was there every day. She was like, why did you even show up? Bro? I don't know. No, I, that's a good question. Why did you show up? That's a very good question. You didn't have to show up. I know. But this is going back to this is going back to like this is, my, this is going back to like just my oh pride. Shit. And I thought back then I could fake them. I just I'm like, you know what? I, I, it's kind of like you fake it till you make it. I'm like, oh, I can, you know, I'm I'm just blending in. I would be so defensive. Somebody looks at you, they go, yo, you got the wrong book. I'm like, bitch, you got the wrong book. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, you I, know. I, you know, I just had a regular me notebook you could buy at rat like at Target. I just had a regular binder oh, notebook man. with nothing in it, like trying to. Yeah, I think this is what I now in my defense. But just let me just hear me out. I think I was I got a regular binder <laughs> and not the real not the real literature to to at least try uh-huh. at least give me this. I attempted to take notes. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, bro. I don't care that you. you I, I try. I try. I try to take what notes. Were you I, notes to, on? I don't you know. Even know what class That's why at. I was even more confused. Because they're doing theses and they're actually. They're after, I think this was advancing. This is the class. Uh, they're about to be in the working profession as in child development. <laughs> they're doing their final. You know their final exams. You know, and uh, I was just lost. I like how you still sh- why did you show up for the I fucking exam? I don't know, Dan. I don't know why you I showed up. I don't know why. Why did you I show up to- for the test? You knew you weren't going to pass it. You didn't even have the fucking book. Like, what are you talking about? Can I give you another soft story? Yeah. There are certain classes. <laughs> there are certain classes where, you know, like, you would have to, like, you would have, uh, outside the department, they would um post the grades <laughs> at the bulletin, like, outside the certain building, designated yeah. buildings. And I just remember, like, <laughs> looking for my name. 
and I would like I'd be looking and then I would see the F and I would just start crying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got me crying too. Oh Fuck. shit! You, you're the first one to question why I showed up. <laughs> no, my, no, no, no family has ever asked me that. Like, you're the only one. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for asking me why. Like, Thanks for mom, asking me why. I did. If your mom Thanks knew for... about this, she said, "Why'd you go?" <laughs> no, <laughs> she, <laughs> she thought I was getting straight A's. I mean, according to her, I was killing it. But as year five rolled around, year six, that drive to the university got a little bit more suspicious. <laughs> You'd just be like, like driving, it'd be quiet. Like, yeah, like, so you're going to do it this year? It's been a nine years. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't you be a doctor? I just remember our graduating class was like five people in like the quarter. <laughs> Yo, I feel yo, like yo, that class. You know how there's like main class people yeah. who stand up and you know, yeah, uh, people of business. Like ours was like a like a like five people. Like just like just the people that the business system. So I just long. Picture, you it's just like, keep getting we caught in got a lie from prison, and you can't stop. <laughs> what? You, like you just can't stop. Like if your mom asked you if you were a doctor, she would buy a stethoscope the next day. <laughs> You would just get to put out a diploma and you would have the fucking that little silver tin oh, camera yeah. on top of your head. Yeah. Dude, I it was almost I went to oh. student student admissions to see um you know a counselor there. Uh-huh. And she dude, when she looked up my my stats and like my grades, it she was shocked. She was yeah. like trying to figure out, and you've been here how many years? And so she had to figure out, oh, we gotta get you out of the system. And so I think in her 
disciplinary studies was something they had to create <laughs> to get people like me out of their system. It's like, I was there so long. I lived. I I would always go to the same dorm. I almost lit. I on like every corner. I've lived in so many different dorm rooms. There, you were in the same dorm for nine years. No, I was at Manzanita, and then I went over to uh, 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 across campus. Uh, at this place called Acateo because the rooms, uh, you didn't have to, there was no inside hallway. It was like this old motel that they converted years later into a dorm. So it was, and it was the size of a prison. You are, you're Van Wilder, dude. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? You're fucking Van Wilder. Van, I, Van Wilder's the, the, the fucking super college dude. He stayed in college till he, for like eight years That's straight. me for sure. You're fucking Van Wilder. I'm Van Wilder, the Asian Van Wilder, dude. So you could buy alcohol for everybody <laughs> in the dorms and yeah. shit? Oh yeah, my God. Dude. That's I was that too guy. fucking funny. I just find yeah, it so You're the funny. first person to ask, why did you... Sh- you were, that's a very good question. <laughs> I didn't need to, did I? You didn't have to go. <laughs> but, but there's a part of me... I'm trying to think of my thought process. A part of me thought I could fool them. Why? <laughs> fooling anyone uh, i just like there's a professor just so confused like this guy has not figured it out he, he, why is he here and he's here on time every day i just remember it was like midterm week and i'm like on mushrooms and just like laying in my dorm room bed staring at the ceiling like seeing ghosts like look down oh at me. my god I was out there, man. That's fucking crazy. So you're doing shrooms. You're doing yeah, everything. everything. Dude, this would be my daily routine. So I would fake go into my like I would, I would go to my classes. And so I had like some kind of sense of accomplishment. Yeah. And me and the homie Joe Munoz, he was an older Native American homie because I ended up moving into the Native American. There was like an African-American section, Native uh-huh. American section. It was like more like our peoples, you know, like minority, uh-huh. you know, people. Ethnic people. Yeah. I met this guy. He was in a graffiti. He liked the same type of hip hop. Like he was in a funk dubious and Cypress yeah. Stone shit. And so we would literally, I'd watch, he was older. I'd, every night I'd watch him with this Jansport backpack walking towards the liquor store. And then I found out this guy drank uh, double deuces every night. Oh, this was a motherfucking stereotype, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, but, no, but then, that, this is not that he did this for real, though. Oh wow! Like we, and then I started doing that. Like I, the, every night, I would drink before I ate. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's why I was so fucking hungry all the time because it would mostly be beer. Yeah. So every night we'd walk do the walk. We'd come up back and with the backpack filled with the old E double deuces or. Back then, we were King Cobra, whatever did the trick, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so that was my fucking nightly routine. God damn. <laughs> I, was, I became an alcoholic. That's what happened. How the fuck are you alive? I don't know. How the fuck are you I, alive? I don't know. That's fucking nuts to me. I don't know. So you start, wait, when, when was the first time you had a, a, a drink? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think it was my older cousin, Paul Choi. He was older than us, and he. Um, had bought. Uh, I remember. Uh, have you have you heard of Strawberry Hill? It's like this cheap wine. Mm-mm. So he had bought this bottle of Strawberry Hill, I think, and then I drank that, and I remember throwing up. But then, when I really started drinking, was in um, you know, because I I wrestled. I was ranked second in Cali. I was supposed to win the state tournament my senior year, but I choked. That's pretty fucking amazing, though. 
I choked. I choked. And so, you know, the program I was raised, I mean, Poway is known for the wrestling program. Like I was, they, they, they grew me since like sixth grade, like mm -hmm. to, to win state or, you know, and uh, I had choked. And then I went into such a depression that I just, you know, I, that had happened. Then I'm like, fuck it. I started going to the house parties. Fuck it. Give me that. Let me smoke that. And, and then I got miraculously got accepted to Arizona State. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that's when it, it progressed. Oh, yeah, from it progressed. Then on. Yeah. That's great. Because I, I, I think the first time I had an alcohol, I was like 13. Yeah. I was super young. And it was always like from a homie or like a cousin or some shit. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was my cousin. Yeah, yeah. It was my cousin. He's, it's always some family shit, huh? Yeah, he yeah, snuck, yeah. He snuck uh, some E&J from his dad's like liquor oh, cabinet. Oh, some hard liquor. Yeah, and then he put it into a, a an Arrowhead bottle. There you go. And then we just we just drank that yeah. night. And that was the first time I had alcohol. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And just, then I, I stopped drinking probably a lot, a lot when I was, when I hit 21. Really? So it was like from 13 all the way till like I was 21. Yeah, and then 21, yeah. I stopped a bit. And then when I moved to K-Town, <laughs> oh, went all yeah, the way. yeah. Hey, is it, is it, is it, is it wild down there? I mean, K-Town. Like, like living there and shit? K-Town was fun, man. Like, especially when I was single, right? So it's like when I was single and it was like in the, the club. Tell me about the clubs. What, what is it popping? Like the club scene and well, shit? Well, not, not now because of like Rona, but. I know, but before then. Oh, for sure. Like it. Dumb's like the king over there, huh? I'm not, Dumb, Dumb and Rex, shout out to Dumb and Rex. I mean, and everybody. So I used to have this big ass apartment out in K Town. It was like a, it was like a 3,400 square foot apartment. Yeah. It was in the middle of K Town. It's like this older building, huge fucking spot. So we had uh, me and my roommate, specifically my buddy Ed. Mm -hmm. He won this video competition with Jinro Soju. Damn. And so we endorsement deal shit. So or? he won a life a lifetime supply of it. <laughs> Or like a like a year worth supply or some shit. Yeah. And so his room was just stacked with just Jinro bottles. Oh shit. So every so, night we would just tell people to come over boom. and drink. So almost every other night we had a party at our What's apartment. What's the alcohol content? What kind of liquor is that shit? Is it's that soju. sake? Oh, that's soju. soju. Yeah. Ooh. So we would drink soju every so night. Dumb would come over. Night. Anderson night. Pack. Everybody. Oh, they would just come through. Yeah. Because we would just leave the door unlocked. We're like, just fucking come through and drink. And so we would just throw house parties all day. Yeah, until we and we killed that whole year supply in like six months. Damn, that must have been quite a scene. It was fun. I don't remember a lot of it. Like we drank a lot though. Like we drank. Females would be coming through too. Everybody, just everybody. Yeah, it was. It was. So fun. would you say K Town has its own like culture, like subculture within it and shit? Hey, before like these bloggers and shit, they used to oh, be because they blew it. They blew it out. Of <clears throat> yeah, they kind of did stupid shit. Like for example, there's a lot of these speakeasies, right? So you know, in L.A. after two a.m., all liquor spots shut down. So, oh, but then those those those, those hit those down the low, like on the, the down low spots. Exactly, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. bunch of these speakeasies that we would go to, but these fucking little bloggers would talk about, "Yo, I went to K Town," and so they would get shut down. They blew it up. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Shut the fuck up. Well, you got to confront <clears> them. Be like, dude, you can't be doing that shit. Yeah, you're gonna blow up our spot. So we used to do we used to do that. So from two a.m. and then after we would go to the, the late night spots, and from two a.m. all the way to like eight a.m. we drink and then we wake up and we do it again. You know, I always want, there, there's also this darker side. Well, because I used to go, I forgot where it is, the sauna, the 24-hour saunas. Mm -hmm. Me and Bob would go there. But then this one had like a ping pong table mm -hmm. and a pool tables and shit. You yeah. know, they would sell like Pacas D. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I love, we loved it there. Mm -hmm. But then there's this also part of it where we'd be getting out of the sauna and then there's be these hot Korean ladies with like prom dresses Oh, you're talking about the Domi girls, the Tommy girls, right? I don't know what it is, but they were going into this whole other area, and we were like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, yeah, so there's like stuff that. Uh, what is a Domi? What is that shit? It's an escort. 
Oh, so that there's that too. That's yeah. what it was. So, so back in the day, like, uh, Tommy girls used to only be Korean girls. Now, yeah. you, like, if, if in K Town you see like these Russian girls, a lot of them are Russian girls. They're called Domi. Tommy girls. They're es- they're escorts, right? <clears throat> but that's like on the low, right? Like, yeah, it's on the low. So LAPD don't know. I'm pretty sure but they know. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure they know about it. But oh, then they're right, but right. they're escorts. They're but t- dude, that's what I'm saying. K Town's got like this. It's like a bubble that's hard to infiltrate and shit. For sure. Right, and right? like also too, like uh, escorts aren't illegal, you know? Yeah, because that's like on like sites and shit or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah, escorts yeah. aren't illegal. But, you know, yeah. who knows what they do after if you give them a little more money, yeah. right? <laughs> so, I, got a, I got a funny yeah. escort story. I don't know. <laughs> Arizona. Okay. So my Native American homie, Strange. We call him Strange. His name's Derek, though. Mm-hmm. His rapping name was Strange. Okay. Um very education. You know, he had a bunch of Native American. Yeah, he knew his history and shit. Worked at the casino at night, you know? Mm-hmm. And so uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, he's gone. He, I saw him put him on his uniform. He's out. So th- there was like um, Tempe. They had this, uh, their own like local newspaper thing. Where, you know, in the back had uh, call girls. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had called one up and... Um, Showed up, but didn't knock on my door. I had a sliding glass door in the back and knocked on it. And first off, it wasn't the person that I, it was just some other white methed out lady, you know, that just showed up. And so I'm like, ah, fuck it. So she came in and our bedrooms were upstairs. It was a janky ass apartment, by the way. Yeah. Cockroaches, all that shit. Walked up there and we get into my room and she goes, Okay, what I need from you, honey, is for you to get naked. <laughs> so, but I'm thinking, I mean, I was so stupid. Obviously, I'm dumb. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so I got naked. And, but the thing is, the first thing you'd ask is, aren't you supposed to get naked? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why am I getting yeah, why, why me first? Yeah. And so the next thing she said was, now, honey, do you have any lotion in here? I go, oh, like, you hand lo- any like, kind you, of lotion would do, honey. Are you a little dry? Like, yeah, <laughs> no, like, I, do I just you, don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm under the spell. Yeah. And so I go, yeah, I think I got some in the bathroom. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so right when I get in the bathroom, I just heard this doo doo like her running down the stairs and the door slamming in. <laughs> I just took my money. Yo, Steve. What the fuck? <laughs> can, can, I, can I tell you one more? Hold on a second. Let's more. let's unpack this for a fucking <laughs> sec. What's so shit? What, 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> How am I tell this to what? the homies? What? How am I gonna explain this to the homies? Yo. Man? How do you, I don't know if this is gonna be hard for to get out. It must be like a fucking genetic trait for you and your brother to get jacked. Cause like your brother, got his, he, he got jacked in South Africa. Yo, why do you guys keep he took his wallet? You know what the problem with you? The hotel. This is the problem with both of you. Yeah, we get you guys don't question things. Just, I know, I know. Sweetie, I need you to get naked. You're I'm like, sorry, I'm sorry. You're like, of course. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just, okay. I guess this is... 
I mean, this is going back to, I guess, this is what I have to do. I just show up to class even though I don't know, what, even though I don't know what's going you know, on. You know, I, I feel like this is what I have to do. This is what they do. They show up to class. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't get kidnapped as a kid. It's so easy. Uh, oh, I know. I know. Oh, um, that's too funny. So fast forward. To, like, I'll end it. This, this is the L.A. experience now. Okay, so years so later, this is like probably in my 30s or late 20s, maybe when I was looking uh, at me, but maybe early 2000 or something. Obviously, I didn't have a girlfriend. I call up an LA one, mm-hmm. and <laughs> she came over, and I noticed she was like on her fucking uh, her uh, BlackBerry the whole time, and then she started saying some things, but then a red flag, red flag started going off because the language is similar to that one lady that got me in Tempe. <laughs> You're like, wait, hold on a second. I've seen this before. Similar language. Um, do you have the money? <laughs> and so it was one of those things like, let's say this is the money. And she's sitting right here. My bed, I didn't even have a fucking frame for it. It was like just one of those mattresses on the ground. So we're low, low to the ground. Mm-hmm. And then I just went, I put my money here. She hadn't grabbed it yet. But then this is the major red flag. She said, okay, I need you to get naked. <laughs> do you have lotion? <laughs> Diablo. You already knew. You and already so, knew. And so I go, wait, wait a minute. This is the same thing how I got robbed before. <laughs> what are these so, girls? Going? Hold up, let me finish. Yeah. So this is the money, right? I go, no, I don't think I want to do this anymore. You're going to have to leave. Yeah. And she goes, What's the problem, dear? Like, what's why are you tripping? What's going on? And so I go, I, I just, I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. I don't want to go through it. Yeah. So, next thing you know, she has like whatever her Pimp? crew chief man, whatever her manager. It's a pyramid thing, you yeah. know. She gets her on the phone and she was like, "What's the matter, honey? Now, what's the problem? Why are you pulling this bullshit? You mm-hmm. know, my girl went over there." Blah blah blah, and so you know, I just you know, I just had to change my mind. I don't want to do it anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was over. And then you've been to my place, you know, like that. You have to open the side gate to get, you know. So mm-hmm. I see her exit <laughs> the door, but then simultaneously I see this fucking cholo ass motherfucker. Oh with, shit! Like, he had his head behind his back, and he was like, "You got the money, fool." Hey, hey, I said, you got the fucking money for it? And I'm just like, and then so I'm like arguing in the courtyard, you know, and I'm like, we didn't do anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm pleading because I don't know if this guy's got, a yeah. gift, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. And uh-huh. then I ended up giving him $40. <laughs> oh my God, man. Why do you live your that's, life so that's dangerously? That's the last time that has ever ha- I've never done it since. And that was like 2000. You, let me tell you something. There's a lot safer places you could get this done. Oh, how about just jerk off? You know? That's true. This just is true. jerk off, dude. This you don't true. have to go through all that, dude. I don't know about this personally, <laughs> but I've heard <laughs> Vegas. Well, the, the, okay, this is the reason why I know like Vegas is really good for this shit, right? Yeah. I at so when I was doing uh the the traveling show Send Foods, right? I was just trying to get a regular massage, right? Yeah. Because my back was all tight just because we've been in planes so much. Yeah, that's but it's understandable. Like, it's like 11 p.m. Yeah. And so there's a few late night massage spots that are open and I would come in and I told Tim I got really fucking pissed because I just wanted a massage. Yeah. You... And so I got I went in there and I'm like, hi, <clears throat> how much is a massage? And they're greeting me all super nice. And I'm like, cool. I was like, she was like, okay, um, 
are you looking for a massage? I'm like, yeah, for, for a massage. She was like, yeah, my, my back is really tense. She goes, oh, we don't do that here. And I'm like, oh, what do you mean you don't do that? You're like, I want a massage. She goes, no, it's not that type. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I go to fucking three spots. None of them would give me a regular massage at all. But it's marketed like it's a massage place what, or what, acupuncture. So what my friend told me was like, yeah, they'll do massage in the day, but those girls are there for the daytime and they do have that. But <clears throat> why would they want to give you an hour massage for less money when they could just jack you off in 10 and they make like triple the money? Right. So like people aren't really going to those spots at 11 p.m. to get yeah, a regular massage. Right. They want a hand job. Yeah. So let's just... Probably just don't invite these people to your home. Oh, no. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. So, folks, uh, it's not worth it. <laughs> folks, don't do what I did. Oh, shit. I learned. But that's the thing with me. I got to get hit over the head, man. Multiple times. <laughs> Multiple times. To where my life is threatened. And then, then I know, wait a minute. I know not to do that. I just pictured you just like in that situation. You throw the money there. Never, never again. You look just like that moment in class. We're just looking around. <laughs> Your own home, like, oh, you don't yeah. know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. That's funny. Hey, yeah. Well, we're gonna wrap All up right, this Bandcamp.com. Yes. <laughs> I feel stir crazy. Um, yeah, get off my Bandcamp. I appreciate it. Even if it's one song, at least listen to it. If you want to buy it, buy it. Tell a friend. Hey, if I give you something, I, I edited a, a quick little. Um, who's how are you editing this? Do you I, edit it? I edit it. Yeah. Um. Before you edit it, I, I got this little small 10-second thing that I uh, – just like a preview of some of the songs. Can you put it at the end of this episode? Hell yeah. That, you, Hell yeah. You, that'd be no problem. It's already edited. All you'd have to do is stick no, it. No, just give it to me. Oh, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That would help because it, 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 it like previews some of the songs and everything. Yeah. I'd love dude, to. That was fun, bro. Yeah, man. Do you think we need to edit any of that shit? No, nah, we're good. That's good. That's good. Dude, I'm not, we're, we're fucking that, good. That, that, no, no, even, no, 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 no. Even we're this good. part's going. <laughs> no, but we're good. We're good. We're good. We're you good. can catch the Genius Fairy <laughs> Podcast every Thursdays okay. and Sundays. I'll look through the phone okay. to see if I have to delete shit. <laughs> okay. All right. And we'll see y'all next all time. All right. All right. Peace. Oh, my God.